Hi, welcome to episode 63 of Book Off Banter. So poor Krista has got all kinds of shit going on um, with her right now. So I've roped in um, my amazing friend, Rachel, who is going to help me do the episode. But Rachel, Rachel's owned by um, Topsy. Yeah, definitely. And so she was like, I'm not really horsey. She just has a dictator of a, is it Welsh? Yes. Yeah. A dictator of a Welsh pony. Um, so that's, hence we needed the questions from you. So um, we're going to try and just answer as many of your questions because honestly, you guys were just absolutely incredible. You sent so, so many. So first of all, I'll quickly do a little bit of news. So, well, me and Rachel on news this week, we've spent a lot of time crafting schleck animals, haven't we? We've done a really good job, I think. We yeah, have. Yeah. Um, we've been decorating for Seb's cake, which well, that's how it started, making like party hats and accessories for some animals but then basically it's become now just like a full-time hobby yeah I mean yeah a job I would say yeah, yeah, yeah. so we're contem- I'm contemplating just giving up horses really and taking mm. taking up craft full-time which I think would probably be better all around for everyone yeah like Ben would definitely be a fan of that absolutely I mean it, it's kind of gone to one extreme to the other since I've been rummaging through the bins this morning to yeah. find props yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> taking it to new heights <laughs> um so actually we had some requests for voices and I feel like because since Rachel, <laughs> Rachel was completely non-horsey pre-me. Um, she's now got Topsy and spends a lot of her time speaking as Topsy. So do you want to tell us a little bit about Topsy? Topsy is an 11-2, very dramatic um, pony who we bought. She was dirt cheap and we see why now. Um, we bought her for my two little boys. She rules the roost I think when we got her she probably didn't rule the roost in our previous home but we seem to have turned her into a monster definitely um so she has a purpose-built stable that was made (laughs) for her um she has her own little paddock where she just sort of spends her days but she's very vocal so if we are Five minutes late, she will scream her head off. She'll knock on the kitchen window to let us know that it's time for our bed. And she insists on being escorted from the gate, not even with a head collar on, just she'll come to the gate and scream at us. Um, she recognises my footsteps over anybody else's. Uh, so she'll scream at us for us to escort her from the gate to a stable every night. Yeah, she's she's quite something. And she probably doesn't get ridden as much as she should do, but she certainly makes her presence felt when she does. She thinks that she's a really impressive hunter. Yeah. Doesn't she? <laughs> she totally so does. If um, she dares, where we live, we've got the the hunt um, kennels on the other side of the river, so she can often hear the hounds, and that sends her over the edge. <laughs> um, if she hears the hunting horn, it's just far too much for her to contend with. So, yeah, she'll... Um, canter full pelt around her paddock for a good half hour bear in mind she's what she 26 yeah she's like a little kind of sway backed roan like welsh pony but the paddock is like torn up if anything happens untoward topsy's like oh what a day (laughs) yeah she does she's She's very dramatic. And we always say that she spends her time saying like, Rachel, oh, Rachel, oh, God, Rachel, come and get me quick. Oh, 
and she would wear one of the little old ladies. Yeah, she would definitely wear a headscarf and absolutely <laughs> she hates getting wet um, but she hates getting wet but won't take herself inside. Yeah, that's the best. So her paddock like has a stable in it but she won't put herself in the stable. Absolutely. She shouts for Rachel <laughs> even though the door's open. Yeah, um, yeah so she'll um she'll would definitely wear one of the plastic little old lady head <laughs> head scarf things that old ladies wear when they come up the hairdressers 100 percent. yeah so yeah so that's topsy um so me and rachel have been crafting other than that horsey news bougie is um back in work i think i maybe said on the last podcast i was going to bring him back in he has managed to piss ben off already so last year when i brought him into work when I, when I got him back from um being broken the guy had used his saddle and it was like a normal saddle but I ride in mono flaps and I was like I don't know why it was just a weird feeling I, I was like I don't think he likes this mono flap anyway when I've put a roll on him this year he keeps biting the roller but when I put a normal saddle on him um he's fine so I've sort of just started to really slowly Subtly, yeah. sow the seeds yes. that perhaps what Bougie needs is a new saddle. So Ben's like, right, so you haven't actually even been on its back yet this year and already. It's, it's costing me money. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So Bougie isn't in the best books. Um, we've got a new horse to produce um, called Paris. She's really nice. She's really, she seems, I mean, so far anyway, seems very low drama. Um, and we were laughing the other day because we went out for a hack um, and Ben was walking and um, Bougie and Mint were looking over the fence at her. And I said, like, you could, Bougie was like, oh, look, look at me. Have you seen me? Have you, oh, I am so, so handsome. Look at me. Look, that's the donkey. And Mint would just be standing like, yeah, don't worry about me. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and like, do you know what it is? Someone said, I didn't have a voice for Mint. And it's true because I think... He doesn't get a word in no, his No. Like, I don't think I ever... I think Bougie probably speaks for him. Yeah. Like, I will talk for him. Yeah. yeah. I don't even think that I ever would think what Mint would say about something. And then it made me think, I can imagine them coming back from a show together and Mint being like, You'd be like, how did you do, Mint? And you'd be like, oh, I had a really lucky clear. Like, really, really lucky. And you'd be like, how have you done, Bougie? And you'd be like, ah, so it was an unlucky threefold. <laughs> Three fences. But, you know, a lot of it was her fault. I try my best, but what can you do? If if she puts me on the bad stride, then, okay, I try my best, but I am only one horse. <laughs> I, was like, I think that'll be their yeah, career. Mint will just really slowly and calmly get on with it, do the job. And Bougie will very dramatically and flamboyantly probably not. Absolutely. <laughs> and insist on new equipment. <laughs> I would have, I, oh, it is the bridle today. <laughs> oh, what a job I am having with the bridle. Okay, so it nips me in the ear and I, I try my best, but and Mint will just be wearing some like tied together stuff with bailing twine. Yeah, <laughs> just be like, no right for me. Don't mind me, Bougie. <laughs> um, yeah, what well, I think that's yeah, that's about it. That's all that's going on. Um, so I'm going to start and try and answer as many questions. I'll try not to ramble because I'm horrific for that. There's loads of questions, aren't there? Yeah, Ben was like, "I'll do my best." <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay, so I'll read um, the questions out and then Katie will answer on behalf of Ben. So first question on Facebook was from um, Brenda Carol Lewis and it says, I'm 56 feeling 26 until I have to actually do things at a million miles an hour and oh, the fear of falling off is now real. Mine too. Mine <laughs> <laughs> too, to be fair. Dressage, which I once dreaded, now seems the best sport ever as two foot fence actually measures five foot six. I'm happy hacking, but see so many young oldies still jumping. Any suggestions on how to regain confidence or do I give up and be happy with trotting circles? I think that sounds like you still want to do it. So I think don't give up. Um, and honestly, as someone who like, I feel like I really can't impress this enough, how terrified I was like not that many years ago. So I was ill with fear jumping 70. And now like, you know, I've my nerves are pretty much gone, like jumping. Um, I think it very much depends. You need a horse that is genuine. Like I, like this, other people might disagree, but I personally don't think you can get your confidence on something that isn't going to help you and be genuine. Like I needed Manny and Pan, Manny particularly. So if you've got a horse that you think is fairly genuine, then just do it regularly and try and build up, but don't go too fast. Like better to do a 20 centimeter fence every day for two weeks than do like a 20 centimeter fence a couple of times. And then next time put up to 40 centimeters and frighten yourself and not have fun. Like it's just, I think doing it all the time, but at a height that is okay for you and then try and just push the boundary a little bit if you can get a really reliable instructor, but again, someone who like respects your boundaries and who isn't just going to try and ram them up high and scare the living shit out of you and your horse. Um, And don't overcomplicate it. You know, there's a lot to be said for like putting a pole on the floor and cantering over that pole and trying to meet it in a good place every time, something like that. So that then when you put it up, like a little bit, you've already kind of put all the ground lines in, you know, don't change what you do just because it's gone up like two inches. So keep jumping. Okay. Um, And the second part of the question or another question, which is a Ben question. Um, I've got four old ponies ranging from 34 to 18, all retired. So barefoot currently have them trimmed every eight weeks, but their foot growth this winter seems to be slowing. Is eight weeks suitable or another time period? So Ben say, Ben says, um, <laughs> he's like an agony. Yes, like, is, yeah. Christ, I wouldn't ask for anything other than feet. Um, so he said that what's happening in the winter is because the feet are wet and the mud's abrasive, it's not that their feet are growing slower. It's that they're being worn quicker, like possibly. possibly. Um, so basically, if they don't need done as much in the winter. It's absolutely fine to just stretch them out a little bit. We definitely do that with ours. Like in the summer, ours get shod and trimmed much more regularly than they do in the winter. And that's absolutely fine. Okay. Um, so we've got another Ben question here, I think, which is, is it from Georgia? The name is it Georgia Lilia? George, 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 Georgia, Georgia, Georgia. Um, is um my thoroughbred is and always has been barefoot his toes always seem long even freshly trimmed and i've read online about toe first landings causing problems with the way of going i'd like my farrier to watch him move is that okay to ask and do you think it's worth getting a specialist barefoot trimmer 
So Ben said, absolutely, he would never mind anybody, you know, getting the, the horse trotted up for him or walked up, whatever you want to do. Absolutely, it can be a really useful tool. And, you know, any decent farrier will have absolutely no problem at all with you doing that. Um, as far as a barefoot trimmer, he would obviously probably always say to use a qualified farrier just because of the amount of training that they've had and for insurance purposes and things like that. Obviously, that's going to be controversial potentially, but as a qualified farrier for him, he knows the amount of training and time that he has had to go through. So, yeah, that's always going to be. But, you know, I mean, this is me. Ben might make me edit this out. But um, if you're not happy with your farrier and if, you know, you can doesn't necessarily have to be one farrier to a barefoot trimmer, you know, it can be a different farrier. But I think always give them the chance to, you know, work the horse up. Maybe he isn't seeing something and then it's going to be totally different once he sees it move um yeah okay uh, next one is priscilla coming um so what does ben think of barefoot show jumpers at the olympics to be honest if ben could have my horses barefoot he, he definitely would i think this is like a big sort of misconception that farriers demand all horses are shod and want all horses shod and that it's a money-making thing absolutely not like to be honest trims are probably more financially viable for easier us on his back. and definitely easier yeah. on his back um you know if if your horse can go barefoot and can do a good job barefoot absolutely brilliant you know definitely i would we have run horses with you know no shoes just front shoes where we are and because i have to hack on roads and stuff and um the sort of horses we have generally yeah they are shod all around um, but often the first thing we'll do when we bring the horses over from Ireland, they'll have a full set of shoes. And the first thing we do is pull the shoes off, you know, so Ben thinks brilliant. It's saving the money. <laughs> Good for them. Okay. Uh, next one is Ginny Joy in the country who said, how often do you worm your horses? Um, probably not as much, definitely not. I don't follow it. Um, like one of the, you know, six, eight weeks, whatever it is. Because we can control who comes in and out the yard, um, and I'm very mindful about the resistance to wormers. So the horses that come to be sold, they never go in the fields where like my horses go. Um, so probably like three times a year. Um, and that would be it, yeah. Do you do, I know with Topsy we had, um, when we had, Leo as well we had like a plan with the vet that they would do like a test every yeah, like a worm, worm count worm yeah count. and we did that and they obviously said that they didn't need it so do you do that with yours as part of the course or do you just do it if they need it like we don't do it here maybe we should and um, we don't do it here that was something that we did do when we were on livery yards there was yeah, like two options where you were allowed to either worm like just regardless or you could do the tests and worm if you needed and we always went for that because again it was just to stop them having like loads of wormers put in that potentially they didn't need yeah okay next one question is from gilda972 who says re-horse shoes i have one with just fronts on and want my new horse to be the same that's like a new version of matchy matchy <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah ben said that a lot of horses can cope with fronts and maybe if it's a similar type of horse and you know you're doing similar sort of work it's definitely worth giving it a go um good luck yeah 
Okay, uh, <laughs> next one is um, Tasmina Holland, who says, what does it mean when you say you have jumped backwards? I, I was a bit confused when I got this. And then was it Ben or was it you? Yeah, you said, I think Ben said, it's probably because you got lost and you've gone the wrong way. I think, yeah, <laughs> well, it might be a time where I mentioned that Pancake jumped backwards. That would be, uh, if it is this, if not, I'm sorry, message me and I'll, I'll answer it in the next one. It would be when I rang Carla up and said, I've jumped pancake in a German hackamore at home. And he goes so, so beautifully in it. I think I'm going to use it for a show. And Carla told me in absolutely no uncertain terms that that was the stupidest idea she'd ever heard and would probably result in me being carted halfway down to Dover. Um, but obviously we've discussed this at length. I don't tend to listen. I don't really know why I bother to be honest, having lessons. Um, and why she bothers. Yeah, yeah that's I know. Probably the she should just stand and clap. Um, <laughs> I'd like that, actually. I might suggest it. Um, yeah, so she said it was a stupid idea. I ignored her. And Pan, I think, maybe jumped like two fences, bolted and headed for an oxer, jumped it backwards. So obviously, like, the fillers were on the other side. You know, it was a disaster. And then the ring steward, I don't know if I've said this on here before, but the ring steward was shouting because the judges hadn't noticed. And he was like, just keep going. And I was like, I don't want to, I'm scared. <laughs> like I'm trying to pull up. So that was the end of the German Hackamore. Once again, Carla probably did call That's that. Right. Yeah. yeah, I'm stop. I'm sensing a bit of a theme actually. <laughs> she might actually know what she's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay next po uh, question is from child pony sleep repeat who says we well you've kind of already answered this but we haven't heard mint's voice yet um nobody has, has. <laughs> not even mint <laughs> no. i wonder what goes on in his head where there's like he has he probably has like an internal monologue constantly yeah, the things i would like, say oh, i think I it, get would, a word in. it would definitely be quite maybe the sort of voice that would do for seb yeah i feel like well so i wanted him to be yorkshire yeah. But I, I can't do that. Is. I'm not no. consistent enough in my Yorkshire. I mean, not that I'm consistent in any of my accents, actually, but I think particularly an Irish, I need to master that. It really upsets me. I've started listening to an Irish podcast like all the time. And I'm hoping so if I, up. yeah, if yeah. I really put the graft in because all these horses that come over, I need to learn how to speak. Anyway, I can't do Yorkshire. In my head, I feel like he's maybe from Yorkshire and he'd wear mm. like a flat cap, but but he doesn't like mud though does he so oh, yeah. i think he, he probably hates isn't. mud yeah like he hates it. it's the worst so yeah it's probably like how do i talk for seb um well he's not here so i can't do his voice um and i'm trying to think of what i would say for mint all right, you go first. I'll just follow. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'll just get on with it and jump the big sticks. You, you, Boozy, you look after yourself. You look like you've got a sore toe. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she also says, um, what's he like? What does he do in a week? Tell us all. Bugger all. Yeah. Stands and looks gloomy at the gate. Yeah, he does. I'm out here again in the mud up to my eyes. And he's actually up to like his hooves. I don't even think it extends above his coronet band. And he stands there like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders. Like, look at me in the rain. He's definitely, for all like he's a real no fuss, definitely in bougie shadow. He's a bit of a princess. Ben still calls him a mate all the time. Ben will be like, I'll take her out. And I'm like, it's a boy. 
and he's like but it's so pretty isn't it it's like he is just like a little yeah he's quite dainty though mm-hmm. isn't he yeah he's a proper like he's proper princessy like you could just comb his hair and put glitter on it yeah maybe that's just party hats <gasps> oh my god okay so basically but you see we've turned it horsey this is what i do we took something non-horsey and we've made it horsey do you think he'd like a feather boa Mm. he'd probably be allergic to the feathers he'd probably be he like, wouldn't he would, he would aggravate his nose and he'd yeah. <laughs> yeah he would just stand sniffing and <laughs> like Bougie me. would be saying oh okay so now I am frightened of the feathers actually Bougie's frightened of nothing to be fair that is one, one it's thing. one yeah but Bougie would be standing he would be furious wouldn't he oh, that Mint had the feathers absolutely yeah. Lit, yeah. Be, uh, he would be saying to Mint oh that doesn't suit you I'll take it yes Okay, already you have got the white donkey hair. It clashes with me with this stunning black fringe. Oh, yes, I will. I can wear this boa. Oh, look at me. I am so smart. <laughs> I lunged him the other day. And uh, he, he did that thing, you know, where they stand, like, and they kind of put their heads up and they, like, gaze into the distance. And you could literally just see he was thinking, like, oh, I am so so splendid and magnificent. He's a bit like Henry. Oh my god, he is. Yeah. He is. <laughs> he so is. <laughs> oh my god. So I got Henry, stupidly got Henry this book, this Marcus Rashford. I think like you talked about this last time. Did I? Mm. Building yourself up. Yeah. And Henry's consensus was just that he was amazing at everything. He actually He's is no machine. building. Yeah. Um yeah. yeah. Yeah, they are. They're just two peas in a pod, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Naturally, everything just comes naturally. Yeah. yeah. But Carlo was saying, can you imagine the day he gets his first rosette? I said, he'll just be overcome, won't he, with himself? Absolutely. And if Mint comes back, look at what I got, Bougie, he'll say, oh, second. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. Next one is from Caitlin Padgett, Pararider, who says, if you could train under anyone for free, who would it be? Scott Brash. Absolutely, 100%. Um, Yeah. I think to have that level of consistent success to bring horse after horse up, you know, um, and I just, he's so cool in like, in a pressure situation and I, I'm clearly not. So <laughs> yeah, maybe it would rub off on me. Um, yeah, I would, re- I would love. Love that. Okay. Next one is from Nicola Equestrian Fitness, who says for Ben, um, what makes a good client for a farrier and what makes a bad one? Um, what makes a good client? He said a massive thing is to have somewhere safe, dry, you know, to tie the horse because it's really hard for them when they're trying to work in like mud or dark or if it's lashing down with rain and they're out and standing in it. Um, and like also it's just not good. The horses tend to be more like fidgety because... yeah. Um, no one's going to want to stand in there. Yeah. So that's a massive thing. Someone that takes the time to actually educate the horse. It's not the farrier's job, like, to get the head bashed in because the horse just never had its feet handled or never been taught to tie. Someone who remembers to pay um, because he's got a very expensive wife. And, you know, I think it's always nice if you offer, like, a cup of tea, maybe a cake, something like that. Do you think someone who would get Ben to come and chew their pony for nothing and then potentially ask him to move a load of furniture for nothing, would that be one of his good clients or, mm, or well, not? Uh, mm, mm. 
Are you just asking for a friend? Asking for a friend, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but actually you're still Ben's favourite because you look after the child. And we went yeah. for a date. I mean, You and Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, me and Rachel do regularly. <laughs> but um, yeah, we went to, for a coffee, like without any children. Yeah. So you'll always be his favourite. Well, that's good. Um, so this one. Oh, it's worse. Sorry, Helen. Oh, yeah, you're worse. Yeah. Um, what, is that what, what was yeah, it? So what, what makes, makes a bad one. a bad client? Yeah. Um, I think rude horses is a big one. To be honest, probably just the opposite of the above. Oh, and I think people who, um, like don't get them shod, you know, wait till the shoes fall off, blame the farrier. Probably people who don't, um talk things over with your farrier like we've never really had a trouble with this but I'm, I see it sometimes you know like put stuff on social media and um yeah that sort of thing yeah we're quite lucky we've got we've got nice customers um okay so next one is for you so um what is it about show jumping that makes it your thing as opposed to dressage eventing doing a bit of everything etc and um, so actually I bought my one of my first proper horses to event and he just didn't really he wasn't going to do it so then I started show jumping a bit more and then I think because I was show jumping him then I got another show jumper to run alongside him so it was kind of an accident but now I don't think eventing would suit me probably because I'm a bit like I like to micromanage things and I think having to split my attention three ways would be quite stressful for me because I never look at the positives I only look at the negatives so I think I would you know I could have done like an amazing cross country an amazing show jumping round and if I did a rubbish dressage I would like iron my fingers that night yeah so I feel like it's been one area to focus on yeah, yeah it's and then dressage Ben's Ben's tried to get me to switch for ages because when I was so so scared he was like I don't know why you do it to yourself I think that you'd actually be quite good on the flat and if you find jumping so stressful why not just give that up and Mm. don't like just do dressage and Belinda would have probably made a really nice dressage horse and part of me kind of I definitely could see that but then I don't know what it is it's like I remember asking you when you had all of your like um having to go to hospital because your brain was (laughs) leaking out your nose carry on and said would you when they'd said like it was it was serious and you probably you probably shouldn't ride and saying would you ride but not jump and you said no like I think you couldn't do anything else that's your thing isn't it now? Yeah, yeah I think it's like I don't know it's kind of I think as well now like I've got a real aim to jump 130 and I just think until I've done that I'm not going to be happy and then maybe like at some point I will like I said on the last episode, I started following Abby Lyle and, um, you know, when I watch her doing like Tempe's and stuff, I think that looks absolutely incredible. I would love to give that a go. And like, I would love that maybe Bougie or Mint would be able to do a bit of dressage alongside the jumping. But the thought of not jumping just kind of, it doesn't really interest me, I guess, yeah. enough. Yeah. Okay. Um, next one is from Pony Club Rejects, who says, as Faria question, um, should we be giving horses no shoe time over winter, still in light work in New Zealand, this is? So that very much is is horse, like, foot dependent. So say if we took Manny's shoes off, we probably would, wouldn't get them back on him. Like, it wouldn't improve the quality of his feet because his feet are really horrific. Um, 
please no barefooters message me and tell me I need to change his diet or something um but if you've got a horse who say has got a lot of cracks in their feet then yes a bit of a rest from having nails like put into them definitely would be a good thing but then Ben's thing was he wouldn't then keep that horse in work he would give the horse and the feet a chance because it makes sense I guess like if the feet are really cracked and you take the shoes off and then keep working them you're not unnecessary strain I suppose aren't you yeah Yeah. but I think it would very very much depend foot dependent um I would say yeah okay um Kate Rakowski who has said tips for a horse who is who's claustrophobic and pulls back once each time he gets shod can't tie can't twitch or do a chain over the nose he's an emotional guy so me and Ben both, when we read this, we both said exactly the same thing at the same time, which was don't tie him up. Um, which potentially, I, I think, I don't know if we're oversimplifying that. I don't know if you need to tie him up. Um, if so, Ben suggested that some of his horses like to be shod in the stables. It might stop him running backwards and he might just feel a little bit more secure in his stable. So maybe give that a try. He said if he's an emotional horse, though, the last thing he would be doing is twitching him, putting chains on him. Like, it will just make, it kind of just up the ante. Um, for, him, for him, he personally would rather the owner just held the horse, stroked it, told it was a good horse, like, and let him maybe slowly build his confidence because maybe his confidence is being knocked kind of by doing that. The other thing that I said to Ben was maybe, like, would it be worth finding if there's a specific thing that he doesn't like? And Ben said, yes. So like he has some horses where they really don't like the farrier putting their leg between his legs. Right. It's the kind of, he thinks it's the moving the shoulder slightly out. So he said he has some horses where he has to just balance the leg on his knee because it just keeps them a lot happier and a lot more like relaxed. They don't like maybe the feeling of being trapped. Um, so maybe it's worth chatting to your farrier and seeing if you could isolate a particular thing that the horse doesn't like and then maybe he could yeah. change that up okay uh next one is from karina mccabe who has said um what are your top time-saving tips with horses especially in this never-ending winter weather first question time-saving tips fuck me I, I could do with some to be fair um what what did nigel say what were you saying that nigel says oh loaded both ways yeah loaded, yeah, both, loaded ways. both ways yeah I definitely, I think that's a really good uh, thing. Like, I'll never... He says it, but doesn't do it. Yeah. That's the difference. I mean, that's a man, yeah. though, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he wants you, though, to do it. Load of Exactly. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. With his load. With his load. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not a podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's taking the turn. <laughs> yeah. So I suppose, yeah, it's making the best use of your time, isn't it? Yeah. Because you can't create more time. And I think this time of year, everything, like, outside he takes yeah. more time just trudging through mud and like I'm really trying to think I mean we don't swap rugs you know they stay in outdoor rugs in the stables we don't use hay nets um because I think it's better for them but also um it does save time um mm, I I can't really think of anything I mean it just everything takes oh my whizzy hose I mean yeah. But I don't know if that would save that much time if I was only doing like one stable, to be honest. It saves time because like you can yeah, just you can go up the yard. Um, 
when I worked at the police stables, we used to use a leaf blower instead of a broom to sweep the yard. Fancy. I know. I don't have one here. No. I've suggested it multiple times, maybe for Mother's Day, or I could have another goat, make me weep again. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think, like, probably what I do, which is exactly what Nigel, so that's mm. Rachel's husband is a farmer, and it probably is that. It's like if I'm going to the tack room, I'm carrying, like, a million things and then as I'm coming back I'll have like hung things around my neck to carry them back like it just I think you waste yeah loads of time people I feel like people faff yeah it's like standing watching a book at Phil isn't it so yes yeah like it's sort of just making the best use of every minute isn't it yeah like the other day I was pushing the baby in the push chair and pulling a barrow with hay and feeds in and I had to kind of use my chin to push the baby <laughs> but it's like I wasn't going to do Two more journeys, yeah, yeah like I was doing it in one journey <laughs> yeah. uh, also a question from for Ben so it says my horses live out 24 7 and are dealing with a lot of wet ground what can you recommend to help me look after their feet not necessarily supplements or lotions and potions just what would be his good housekeeping tips for general hoof care in wet weather so he said, basically, if they're out 24-7, you're really limited. Like, I said, what about if she had, like, an area of hard standing or grass mats or something? He was like, no, like, basically, if you, if they're out 24-7, that's kind of, it is what it is. But what he did say is he wouldn't worry that much because what feet don't like is the change. So, actually, being wet all the time, the feet will adapt to that. It's the change of wet to dry that actually affects the feet way more. So, maybe don't worry too much. Or wellies. Obviously. Yeah. I mean, that would be choice number two. Yeah. Um, and also... <laughs> Actually, Henry wanted some, didn't he? Yeah. Because... Who do you want the Mint. Yeah. Mint hates the mud, like genuinely so gloomy about mud. And so Henry was like, it was so cute. He said, do you know what he needs, mummy? And I said, what? And he said, he needs wellies. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that would be good, wouldn't it? And he was like, got... You could tell he was thinking, I've, I've got it now. This is it. Yeah. Dragon's Day. Exactly. Yeah. I'm going to be on Dragon's Day. I'm going to make my million. Um, I'll have myself a fast track. A black Valtra in no time. I had to tell him I couldn't really. Yeah. I mean, some sort of like salopette type hook over the wither. Yeah, it'd be quite tricky to get them on and off. I mean, I struggle enough, let alone getting minted. Imagine Topsy. Oh, Rachel, no. not for me. <laughs> You'll have to pull them off. <laughs> oh, she Rachel. absolutely have like a boot, what are they called? Yeah. Like by the door. She would. And she'd have to hold, well, you'd have then to hold them, them down yeah. and hung upside down. Oh, yeah. Rachel, look at, look at the wellies. Oh God, they're up to the eyes and clots. <laughs> uh, and also Corinne has added at the bottom that she thinks you should definitely get Henry to co-star. Jesus Christ, can you imagine? I mean, Rachel knows Henry very well. <laughs> <laughs> Henry basically adopts Rachel, doesn't he? It's like, He's done this for a long time, though, yeah. hasn't he? Because he used to, even when he didn't really know me that well, he would always frisk me for money when we went anywhere. Like, <laughs> search through my pockets. Like, you know, if we went to soft play and they've always got those little, like, games and, like, crap that you have to, like, put a pound in and yeah. swizzle it around. And Henry would just automatically go to you and just, like... Go through my pockets. Yeah. <laughs> like, my back pockets on my jeans. Yeah. Yeah. It's I mean, he, he is shameless. He absolutely would keep everybody entertained but you'd need a long episode I think yeah we would yeah well we'll maybe we'll get him on sometime yeah. I'll maybe get him to talk about his riding I mean it would be like having bougie on yeah <laughs> okay um if you could ride I read that wrong actually if you could ride one famous top level <laughs> horse past or present 
um, from any discipline, what would have been why? Um, I would. Sorry, this question is from Catherine Langley. Probably, hmm, I was going to say fit for fun. I really like fit for fun, but then maybe big star. I know, or oh, explosion. Oh God. Um. Mm, okay, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say fit for fun because I feel like big star and explosion. I mean, I'm not gonna turn them down if they want to ring me. Um, although God knows, imagine I'd probably fall straight off. But I feel like they're really obvious choices. I just think fit for fun looks the sort of horse that I would like to ride. It's like quite bloody. Um, it's really funny because I'm basically describing the opposite of what the horses I ride currently are. But like smallish bloody bit pony horse just game um I just always watch that horse and think it looks amazing um Catherine's also asked the question about who you would have a lesson with but you've already sort of answered that and then has said if you could magically ride like one famous rider who would it be and why yeah Scott Braff I just think he's really still in the saddle and as someone who's like limbs flail as if they've been put on with those pins. You know, you used to use them in first school. Split pins, mm-hmm. yeah. The flail. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't... I didn't, I didn't you tell intended. you to do that. Yeah. <laughs> His <laughs> limbs look like they've been put on with, like... Rivets. Rivets. Mm. I want rivet rivet limbs. Riveted limbs. As opposed to... Um, mind the way I'm going. I keep falling off. The will will be riveted on. Be. So I'd best not... Yeah. Whip my, don't want to wish my... My limbs away. <laughs> my, my, what are they called? <laughs> Butterfly pins. What do you just call them? Split pins. Split pins. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, next one is from Evelyn Singh, who has said, I would love to know more about your horses. What colours are they? How is their training going? Is Henry still riding? Okay, stop that. Otherwise, stop. I'll get lost. Yeah. Okay, Henry riding occasionally. Um, he thinks he's absolutely fantastic, um, but we're still really stuck at getting him to trot. Since he fell off, like about six years ago, um, he's decided I think trotting is not for him. And instead, he's best yeah. to just say that he's fantastic. And he loves what's frustrating about him, though, is he's actually he's got a really good natural seat. And in walk, it's like, but this shows, you know, I'm going to, we're going to do an episode in this. We've got an amazing guest who's going to come on um, and talk about nerves because they're so irrational. So Henry will ride, no bridle, no saddle, in and out the fields, in walk. He'll go for hacks on the road, whatever you want. Ask him to trot on a lead. And he's like, no, 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 I'm I'm all right for that. And it just shows how completely irrational. But I suppose he's connecting that with, being booked off, off, yeah. Which yeah. is okay. Yeah. Um, so learn a bit more about my horses. Yeah, your horses. Okay, I'll what try. What colours are they? I'll try and be quick. So Belle is 17 hand, chestnut, warm blood. She is retired and living her best life. I think Belinda would have retired at three, to be honest, if she could have. Bougie is I think he's about 16 two. He is a bright bay with a very impressive fringe and mm. um, he has been long raining he did a couple of weeks long raining and he's just started on the lunge um, with some loose side reins on because I'm trying to sort the saddle issue out um who's next pancake is 16-2 um bright bay gelding he we made a little change to my riding and um, 
And it seems to have made a really, really big difference to Pancake. So he just likes me not to release my reins as he takes off. He likes me to keep a contact. Um, so he is going really well. I'm really, really happy with him at the minute. Um, Mint is a dapple grey, but he'll eventually go white. I would imagine all his sort of brothers and no, his, his mum and dad and brothers and sisters are all seem to be white. Um, he is a three-year-old, yeah, three this time. Um, sorry, Bougie's four this time. Um, he's probably standing about 15-2, so he's quite small. We're going to try and give him as long as we can before we send him away to be broken. Um, I'm probably thinking like, you know, mid-August, just to try and give him a bit of a chance to grow. Um, I do think he probably will make sort of 16-1-ish, but he just seems to be doing it quite steadily, which is good. Um, he has a life of misery in the shadow of bougie and the mud, which he despises. Mint would literally live, you know, when all these people say horses want to be out 24-7, Mint would live yeah. inside yeah. with an umbrella and wellies on. Like, yeah, just in, in case. Just in yeah, exactly, case. in case there was a leak in the roof yeah. or something. Um, and then last is Manny, who is like 17-1, liver chestnut gelding. Who, he's had a little bit of um, time off, which our first show is in like three weeks, I think maybe first show back. So he's not really had the best prep because he's had a bit of time off. He started to trip when he was going downhill and he actually ended up falling on his knees. And that to me is sometimes the sign of him not being happy in his back. So we sent him to the vets and he got a full workup, but um, I still just wasn't sure that he was quite right. So we've had him injected, which then means he has to have a little bit of time off. So he has had some time off and is then came back into gentle work and is I've done canter work with him yesterday and today, and he's very very enthusiastic about life. Yeah. Um, and his because he's built like an hummer truck um so he's carting me up and down the arena merrily at the minute molly oh miss molly mm. she's like about 700 now she's she is but she's lovely isn't she she's, she's like the best there. little thing yeah she's just like potters about but it's so funny because with the other horses like for all i do their voices i don't tend to talk to them in their voices so like say if i'm having a lesson on money mm. and carla says like come to that fence I'll say like I can't do Manny's voice I'm not really think <laughs> um I've got like Seb's voice in my head mm. I was trying I was doing my very very best but she didn't point me and so what was yeah if, my, if Manny was like doing a jump he would say you know I need to go fast but she won't let me go fast so I said I'm gonna try my best but I wouldn't talk to Manny in that voice no but with Miss Molly, you have to. Yeah, you yeah. do. Let's do the same with Topsy. Yeah, always talk the same. Yeah, you can't talk to Molly in an old voice. No, and like she always says silly things, like Henry. Um, do you remember during lockdown when the schools were closed and Harry would write stories about Topsy and Molly? Oh yeah, and they talked to each other in their voices, didn't they? <laughs> And all the stories were about them doing fancy things, yeah. which evolved around them having picnics with Earl Grey tea. <laughs> But they would. They would, wouldn't they? Yeah. So, oh, do come round, Topsy. Yeah. Do come round for a nice spot of tea. Yeah, that's all they do. Rachel, Rachel, take me round. 
it was Topsy's more demanding than Molly absolutely yeah Molly's much like amenable yeah 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 and she wouldn't want to be a trouble she wouldn't want to put you not a bother to anyone she'd be the sort like when she's an old lady you know you'd say well I'll come I'll come around I'll bring you that no 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 pet don't worry like I mean she obviously doesn't like that but she'd be like that Topsy would be like oh yes you must yes absolutely yeah yeah so yeah yeah she'd and they wouldn't even be friends. They weren't friends when they when they stayed together no. for a while. They hated each yeah. other. And I can understand that because no one wants to be Topsy's friend. <laughs> you do, Rachel. Oh, Rachel, don't really. <laughs> she even mutters under her breath. Yes, she does. She, <laughs> she goes back. Yeah. Leave me out here, dripping wet. <laughs> um. Okay. So that's everybody, isn't it? Is it? Every no, all of your horses. I mean. Oh. Yeah. Um, so there's a second part from Evelyn saying as well, which is a farrier question. Um, so she says she's in Australia and I've had lots of wet weather. I don't have had as much wet weather as If us. you're looking for sympathy from us. <laughs> no, they have, haven't they? They've had floods. Oh, well, fair enough. Um, so my horse now has what I believe to be CD2 or white line disease. Believe they are the same. Faria has not clarified. My horse has it on one side of her hoof. There is a narrow, long gap which is formed between the hoof and sole. I've had my Faria look at it, and he has said to treat it with beeswax, copper, sulfate balls pressed into the gap. I have also, I also have her in a rubber boot. See wellies, you see exactly, exactly. Um, to try to keep her foot dry, but could stable her if necessary. She is Mind not. It's being... got CD two. Mm-hmm. Topsy be saying, "Oh, Rachel, it's a damn wellies." Athlete's <laughs> 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 foot. Oh God! Oh. Wait till that gets out, Rachel. You <laughs> you'll have to deal with this. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, we'll keep it dry, but could stable her if necessary. She is not being ridden at present to let it heal, but is getting very full on to deal with. Should I ride her? Yes, Ben said. Um, yeah, he said that that's what he would do with the copper sulfate. Um, he did sort of, he said, you know, either shoe or a boot um, and to protect it. And yeah. Rider. Uh, another one question here from Indra Morris, um, who is it's a Ben question. What does Ben wish owners understood? <laughs> what does Ben wish? That's yeah. a dangerous question. <laughs> to be a long way away. <laughs> if I could go back in time and do things differently, I would. Um, what does Ben wish owners understood about their horse's feet? So his first thing that came into his head was that it's not Faria's fault when the shoes fall off. Well, when a shoe falls off. I mean, he would say that though, wouldn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he would. Um, but yeah, he said it's, and just things like what you do does make a big difference to what he can do. You know, that's probably what would be the biggest yeah. thing for him. Like he will always try his best. But if he only has kind of 50% of the things he needs, so things like, you know, if it's not fed a good diet, if he's got mud and it's up to its eyes and clots, and if it goes in a field where it's up to its, you know, yeah. knees in mud and it's got a million of the horses that are going to stand on the back of its feet. it's it's left too long. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like he can only do what he can do. He's got a hammer, not a wand. I should put that on a T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, 
I'm wasted. <laughs> wasted, I am. It's coming out of one. Actually, yeah, maybe you let's not. Say, but let's <laughs> said look i've got a hammer not a wand what would they say what, well for what would they say yeah, let's say let me see <laughs> show me ben <laughs> oh, oh okay <laughs> next one is from <laughs> karen dixon from this ben wouldn't notice he would put it on because <laughs> he doesn't care what he looks like he like the joker and he's <laughs> on the back I had a hammer, not a wand. They'd be like, oh, okay, good for you. Thanks for sharing. Oh. <laughs> Next question is from Karen Dixon. Tips for improving hoof growth. Quality is there, but not quantity. <laughs> oh, I've got my mind on the wand. <laughs> about this was that there's not a lot you can do um you know if the quality said that shows that you're doing everything right and just some horses won't grow that much foot and that kind of it is what it is you just if you're shoeing them then you know obviously that kind of isn't so much of a problem if you're not we've had a Connemara where it was a case of you have to be mindful if you don't want to put shoes on you can't work it more than the growth allows um, but if the quality is really good, it's just like, you know, some people's hair grows quicker than other people's hair or it's, you know, yeah. there's not a great deal you can do. Okay. Um, you've kind of already done this one. So Nicola James says we need some more pony impressions. Oh, I mean, well, you've had them all. Oh, yeah. We've had Topsy. Yeah. Paris hasn't got a voice yet. Um, really she should be Irish. I'll try my best, maybe. Yeah. I've been listening to um, what's it called? My therapist yeah, ghosted me like Williams. intensively. Yeah. Um, but now all I keep saying in my head is "come here to me" because she says that all the time. Right. I don't want to say that to Ben. No. It's encouraging. It's got to do with Ben. It was about Paris. Oh no! <laughs> I just don't want to say that. I don't want to get that my head. magic wand. <laughs> um, I'm going to have to edit the book at this. Um, this is what happens. You lead me astray. I'm fine with Krista. Um, so, what was I talking about? Paris. Paris. Oh, yeah. I need to try and do an Irish voice. One of them needs an Irish voice, for God's mm. sakes. Um, obviously, we've done Topsy. Mint, we've decided, although originally was going to be from Yorkshire, I think, is actually just, not, just a bit. What, what is that voice? It's a bit kind of, I don't know, he's a bit doom and gloom, isn't he? So a bit mm. Eeyore-ish. Yeah. Mm. Like bougie. And I, whenever I'm talking about the two of them and I'm talking for bougie, mm. bougie always calls Mint the donkey. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which I don't think helps his self-esteem. No. He pretends that it doesn't bother him, but I think he probably cries Deep at night. down. Yeah. It hurts. Yeah. yeah. Find him sobbing in his hair. I think, you know, if he goes to therapy in years down the line, that is going to come up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's it. They have all the questions on there. 
Look at us. Are there any more? We flew through them. I don't think so. No. I think I sent you. All of them. We've flown through. Um, so we've sort of do one for the week. Yeah. Okay. So you can actually... So sometimes I think people won't believe the things that I... The chaos. Yeah. No. Rachel endures it, don't you? All the time. Yeah. So the other day I was like, oh, I don't have a wanker of the week. And then I thought, oh, well, I'll do that one where Rachel was here the other day. And I swept the kitchen floor and then threw the sweepings into the washing machine. Yeah. But it was... the. It was just the expression on your face <laughs> and the noise you made. Just, I've chuckled about it a lot since. You just came to the door with the dustpan and brush and go, well, just stood there and went, oh, 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 I've put it in the washing machine. <laughs> and I thought, why? But then, it's right next to the bin, isn't it? So I could see that, but you... You had to hoover the washing machine. I, I did. Yeah. I had yeah. to hoover the washing machine. Yeah. Um, so I thought to myself, well, that's good because yeah. for the podcast. You know, see, I'm always thinking yeah. of the thinking podcast. Ahead. Yeah. But then I went for a hack the other day. Mm. Did I tell you this? I don't think so. I think I've bettered it. Oh. Um, I mean, maybe not. So this would make Manny the wank for the week. So what are the chances, right? This is this is my life, okay? Manny, I've talked about it on here, you know, plenty times. He's frightened of absolutely... Well, yeah. he's not frightened of everything. He's frightened of irrational things. So anyway, I'm hacking up the road and he's not been out for a few weeks because of his back. So he's already on high alert, which for Manny means his head standing about 9,000 hands high. And he saw something like far, far in the distance, which is the advantage of having your head 9,000 yeah. hands high. Um. And I was like, no, come on, you're fine. We've been along here millions of times. Come on, come on, come on. It was just our drive. And got to the end, I was like, what the fuck is going on, right? You couldn't write it. The end of our drive is completely blocked by a tarmacking. Um, get them up the drive, let alone Well, I thought that our drive's dreadful. Um, poor Rachel. A car's <laughs> suffered. Um, to the point where Rachel, when I, we did it on the podcast, didn't we? We often play that game, don't we, of what we, we would spend. Well, how much did we have? 250 grand. And I said, I would definitely make all the gates swing <laughs> on the box. I hate lifting gates. But then I thought about it again and thought, no, my priority would definitely be to get your drive tarmac. Yeah. Well, I'm all for that. Mm. Um, and you don't even own the drive, like on the road. I right? know. But I wouldn't, that wouldn't stop me. I, I think it would just make life easier. Would be it? happier, yeah, wouldn't we? Absolutely. Well, anyway, I didn't hijack them, but yeah. they were at the end of the road and Manny was trying to spin round and go back home because he decided not for him. He didn't want to be tarmacked, fair enough. So eventually, with like great amounts of persuasion, I managed to boot him onto the road. Totally didn't care the fact that there was like those men with the sticks. Yeah. The man with the go stick had yeah. told them to go. So then as the cars who'd been waiting came, Manny also appeared from nowhere. And I was literally like, well, I'm not moving. Because it's taken exactly. It's taken me this long yeah, to persuade him out. to yeah. go out. Well, I'm not going back. He would. He would have thought he'd won. Yeah. So, the girl in the car, you could tell, was like, "What the <laughs> fuck is going on here?" Like, she, the guy with the sticks told me to go. She's on a horse. This fuck has come like with a big barrage of a horse, yeah. like riding at my bonnet. Then this other guy looked at me and was like, "You can't stand on any of the shiny black bits." Like some sort of fucking game of hopscotch on Manny. 
So I, I looked at him because Manny was obviously like, there was rollers. It was like all kinds yeah, of shit going on. I looked at him as in like, do you, like, you tell Manny then. Like fucking what I say has got no impact on him. So anyway, I just kind of ignored that man, carried on, the, swerved past the woman in the car. And then he saw the man with the stick who told the cars to go. That was it. Like, so at this point, we're level with like rollers, the machine that puts the tarmac yeah. on the road, all the met, all that. Fine. He saw the man with the stick and he was like, Not for me. No. It's like, shit the bed, take me home. So I was like saying to the man, It's your stick. <laughs> I, I need to pick my words better. I said, It's your stick. And the man's like looking at me. I was like, It's your stick. And he's like, look, and I said, you'll have to hide your stick. He was like, what? I was like, he's frightened. He's frightened of your stick. Yeah. And this man, you could tell, I was just like thinking, what the fuck? He's trying like, to do my job. Yeah. Yeah. So he hides his stick. And Manny. Where did he hide it? Down the side of the van. <laughs> Been like fuck me and Manny was like oh all is fine with the world like Oni like off we go um yeah so so when he came back with the gun so they were just past our thing yeah. and he hid a stick for me again <laughs> <laughs> he saw me come in and hid a stick oh here she comes <laughs> sticks away boys <laughs> and Manny was like really jaunty like no stick Oh, just be. Yeah. I, I can't. Like, I don't know how we'd cope. Like, I would have to. I mean, yeah. yeah. Poor money. It's not weird though. Like, they are mental. Yeah. Him particularly. But do you remember that day I brought some carrots for like truffle or something, and I put them on the wall, and he could see them, and he was like really cross, and we couldn't. You couldn't decide what he was cross about, and then you decided it's because there's three carrots on the wall, and he just was like. Those aren't supposed to yeah. be. Yeah. He's yeah. He's a bit nuts, isn't he? So, yeah. So, what about you? Wanker of the week. Um, I was going to say your washing machine that has tickled me in the end. <laughs> I don't really think I've got anything else. Rachel? I mean, I've always got chaos. What have I got? I mean, you did break my argument, man. Oh, God. He, he... <laughs> Yeah, we share a lot of things, don't we? But <laughs> steady, we take yeah, it's our room and start. Yeah, um, but we've got an, we've decided. So I had the arga fixed, and the little arga man turned up, and um, he's like a he's obviously does all the argas in your family, doesn't he? he? Does. Which he's told me about in great depth. <laughs> but um, he kept telling me he was very woes me. <laughs> Everything was wrong with our arga. <laughs> And uh, it hasn't been on for like, I don't know, 13 years or something. So I gave him that. But he, um, <laughs> I was busy working upstairs in like my office and um, I could hear him shouting something up the stairs. <laughs> and uh, I thought, I don't know what he's shouting. And I went down and he said, oh, I couldn't, I couldn't remember your first name. So I've just been shouting Calvert. And bear in mind, my name's not Calvert. <laughs> and first or first second. Or second so I said, oh, it's, it's Rachel. And I said, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, so that he, he was probably, he was quite special. He added quite a bit of something to the week. 
Yeah, but then you tripped him up. Well, he tripped him up. No, he then, yeah, so everything he did, he had gout in his big toe. Mm -hmm. He seldom without pain. Yeah, gout in his big toe. He put the argo on, put his hand on it, and said, (laughs) oh, she's hot, yes. (laughs) Caught him by surprise. He tripped over an electric cable, (laughs) nearly, yeah, (laughs) nosedived into the concrete. He then tried to tiptoe along the mossy wall to get to the oil tank. (laughs) So he didn't. So he didn't get his trade as dirty because you obviously want to do it in your house. <laughs> Rachel was following like, oh, get down, get down, Richard. Um, yeah. Topsy Libby shout, oh, Rachel, he'll be off that wall. Oh, God. If he makes a mess of my grass, I'm not going to have this. We'll have the helicopter Rachel. Oh, tell him to get down. Yeah, I don't. So he, yeah, he's definitely added another dimension to my week. What other chaos? I have a I just I have don't even, general chaos. It's always like, I think probably brought by me yeah we do sort of I wouldn't say it's all brought by you we do sort of bumble through yeah. general madness yeah I have general bad luck yeah more than anything else but yeah I don't really have a specific work with the week I don't think just general life really. general life yeah, yeah. Mm. you got any from anybody has anybody sent any in oh shit I forgot to look where would they be on your emails? Um, oh, it'll take me too long to go through all the Instagrams. Sorry. You haven't any? Um, that was, that's, that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I was too, I was just preoccupied with organising the episode. Absolutely slipped my mind. Sorry about that. Um, you see, you've reminded them that I forgot. Oh, you'll have to edit that out. Yeah, I'll yeah. make it look slick. Yeah. Please send more um, because yeah, I'll do it next week. I'll be on the ball next week. It'll be so slick next week. Do you um, think? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much for sending the questions in. They absolutely saved where, us. Where are they going to email it into? What's your email address? Oh, bloody hell. Come on. Do you know, she does this one, <laughs> one time. It's because she's so used to organising every mm. aspect of my life, wasn't you? That you yeah. Two just like, yeah. Yeah. It's the pressure. It's um you feel the pressure. I do. I feel like I'm being judged. Mm. Um bookoffbanter at gmail.com or bookoffbanter on Facebook or Instagram. Um yeah, thank you so much. Please send more. Um you probably run out of questions, but stories, like funny stories, wanker for the week stories. We love hearing them all. And we will talk to you next time. All right, thank you. Bye. Bye.